0: Hi, this is stuttering John Melendez from the Howard Stern Show. And for some really stupid reason, you're listening to To
1: the Insufferable Bastards.
0: Great name for a podcast, morons.
1: Thanks, John. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast. And I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. We're gonna do a review of Barbarian, a movie that came out earlier earlier this year and is now streaming on the HBO Max while it's still going. All right, so uh, Barbarian, it was written, directed by Zach Kreger. And I'll just say right off the bat, this guy strikes me as a major talent.
0: He was in Look, Whitest Kids You Know, the, uh, that-
1: uh, A comedy troupe and sketch show I know yeah. absolutely nothing about other me than either. its name and from a quick Google search about a half hour ago, the co-founder died last year at just the age of 41, yeah. left behind a wife and a son, which is awful. But before I wax poetic and uh, go on effusively about how much I liked Barbarian, did you like the movie, Brian?
0: I did like the movie a lot.
1: Me too, all right. So we're starting off from that perspective. So this will be a fast one. Thing about this guy, Zach Kreger. Again, I, I think this movie is potentially, hopefully the arrival of a, of a, of a talent of a guy that I'll be watching what he does next. Let's see if he continues to develop and make great stuff or if he gets swallowed into making like the next iron man 12 or whatever, you know what I mean? But the cast and plot, I guess really quick stars, Georgina Campbell as Tess Basically, she's in Detroit for a job interview. Arrives on a dark and stormy night an Air B and B type thing, only to find that it's been double booked. The guest there is Bill Skarsgård, who plays Keith, played Pennywise, of course, in It. Probably the role he's best known for. Brian, you worked with him on a movie, right? I did. Good guy.
0: Did I didn't meet that? him. I was never there on the days he uh, he uh, <laughs> he
1: worked. I, I rode a van. He's like with a them. good guy.
0: He was totally a nice guy and he's really good in the movie, but yeah, I, I, I was doing a bigger show and building the stuff for that. And what, what movie was it? We should say villains, which you can see on Hulu.
1: Villains on Hulu. Brian worked on it starring Bill Skarsgård. So, uh, Tess and Keith encounter something and spoiler alert, I should say right off the bat, it's hard to discuss this movie without spoiling parts of it. So just keep that in mind as you listen, spoiler alerts throughout. So the two encounter something deep within the bowels of this home meanwhile the house is owned by hollywood actor aj played by justin long we meet him as he learns that a project he's involved with is falling apart due to a me too type sexual accusation leveled against him by an actress so he travels to this investment property in detroit where these other people have been because he needs to sell it basically to pay for his lawyers and eventually he also encounters whatever this thing is in the basement i don't know how much we should go into it or not i guess we'll have to but so that's generally genuinely the or, or generally sorry the plot of barbarian and i guess now we'll just get right into whether we liked hated what we liked what was good about it brian i'll let you go first since i've been blabbing for like 10 minutes straight people hate that on youtube
0: I thought the uh, the casting was perfect. Justin Long, I think is an everyman. Like he's he's goofy. He's not you know, listen, I mean I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio just cuz he's a good-looking guy and in my as I was getting growing up, he was the teen heartthrob. So like it's just my pr- prejudice against that. So like Justin Long is very much the everyman and while he has a well definitely a uh, a leading character there at times he's likable at times you're trying to figure him out like this this movie kept me guessing
1: the cast and the script it's a great script yeah and it's elevated by this top-notch cast it's crazy how good uh, everybody is like the thing about barbarian i went in there expecting something like a modern sober take on maybe the people under the stairs and i'm just going on the coming attractions that i saw yeah. and some and some twitter chatter about it or i thought it was gonna be some type of modern torture porn that involved like an airbnb whatever the hell they're called but it's more like a weirdly delightful and darkly humorous flick which i just found very appealing what i don't get and you and i talked about this before we went on and this is my main this is my only issue with the movie is what you're going to bring up there is there's been a ton of comparisons between this and malignant which I just don't understand. And I think it's a, it's like a disservice to this movie. So I've got, we're we're trying to have Shane T LaFrench, an artist come on who apparently hates this movie, but uh, he's running late. Oh no, he's here right now. All right, without further ado, here is Shane T LaFrench. Like this is a breezy horror movie, which is an oxymoron. I had fun watching this movie. Yes. And a lot of people said, oh, uh, James Wan's Malignant is just like this. It's like this, you know, crazy movie. But I hated
0: Malignant. Yeah, I hated that
1: movie too. Barbarian. I liked it. Oh, there you go. There's Shane. <laughs> I, I I, mean, what did you like more, Barbarian or
0: this? No, no, Barbarian or Malignant. I'm sorry. Yeah, right, yeah, sorry.
2: Right. Um, hmm, I, hmm, hmm. I don't know. That's tough. I almost want to say Malignant. Really? Because I uh, I don't know how long you guys have been talking. I just felt that in the end of Barbarian, like when it was over with, I I thought it was too short and it became Looney Tunes. I was kind of like, okay, if it was a little more serious, I think I would have taken it. But isn't that exactly what Malignant is? Malignant's kind of goofy, like in an 80s crazy horror monster way but like it's got that i love slashers and he's kind of like a slasher
1: so i thought malignant was just a a a movie that was trying to be goofy it was like trying to to you know be wild and over the top and it just came across as obnoxious to me
2: i wasn't sure if it was or if people were reading it wrong (laughs) i thought some people saw cheese where i just took it seriously like i don't know (laughs) like the
1: kung fu stuff and she throws the chair
2: I don't even know if I remember any. It's not as bad as Halloween six or so seven.
1: Like Barbarian had a lot of people drawing comparisons to Malignant in this idea that oh my god, there's this crazy twist and it's so crazy. And wait ah. till you see this twist. And I don't, I don't agree with that comparison. At all. Of course, Malignant. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert: the big twist is that like there's a monster by the growing out of her head. Essentially, if you've never seen a basket case or anything like that, it seems like an original idea. But if you've grew right. up with those, it doesn't seem so original so that's what i feel
2: about barbarian i don't think it's all that original at all as far as horror movies are concerned but the way the editing is done and the way the story unfolds it's kind of the way i felt when i saw pulp fiction for the first time i was like this is different
1: I I do feel like, yeah, it was a fresh take. It was like a fresh breeze because the story structure is different. For me, the story structure works. And we had said earlier, it's a good script. And what really puts it over the top is the performances. I don't think, I think Malignant, the performances are are like, it's totally, it's a B movie. And it's, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's Well, I think the other problem is in Malignant,
0: they're playing it to be B movies. Right. It's trying to be
1: cheesy, which never works when you're like trying to force. Tongue in cheek, it just it just doesn't work. And Malignant has that plot twist. It's a plot twist that just comes out of nowhere and it's wacky. And I guess, you know, if you like bad movies, that's your thing and you think <laughs> that's good. But like Barbarian just has it's a it's a well told story. It's structured yeah, that... well. And then as we get to see what the threat is, it's just revealed. It's not it's like just
0: horror movie. Then it it's goes to the blue. Movie.
1: Yeah, it's just there it is. Okay, that's the thing we have to worry about. Like so I, I, think I don't think people should people... should they
0: shouldn't diminish this movie by comparing it to Malignant. But I also think they're oh, saying yeah. like I guess uh, people are saying wow that's if that's the the twist. I don't know. I think people need to see more movies because I didn't think that was that big of a twist. I didn't no, it's think... not.
1: It's not a t- to say it's a twist is completely wrong. It's just it just it's just another point in the story. It just right, reveals I mean, okay.
0: Here's the antagonist. Here's what they yeah. have to deal with. Just what how the story goes. And I and again, if you want to see the ending, all happens. But, I mean, that is pretty much every 80s horror movie that I like. They all end like that anyways, too.
1: <laughs> and Shane talked about this a little bit, like the story structure. I mean, Shane's seen a 1,001 horror movies. He watches, like, a horror movie a day. And so that can desensitize you, not to not to violence, but to, you know, you it, it's got to be a good movie to impress Shane, I think. So, from my perspective, the movie structure here, it's just like Death Proof, right? The Tarantino section of Grindhouse – We were introduced to a group of girls. They meet Stuntman Mike. Bad stuff happens. And then we're introduced to a new crop of girls who also encounter Stuntman Mike. To me, Death Proof doesn't work. It annoyed me because you think you're going to be hanging out with this group of main characters, and instead Tarantino kills them off. And the whole story essentially resets itself, which just annoyed me.
0: That's like psycho. That's like scream. I, I said that earlier in our earlier talk when we were just goof, goofing around before we started.
1: So Barbarian also starts off with these two characters that we had mentioned, Tess and Keith, and they play and they, they engage in this like game of manners. It's almost like a... like an, it's it, it almost approaches like screwball comedy a little bit. It's like a comedy of manners. When they're both double booked in this rental thing, there's no one around, it's the middle of the night, is Keith a threat? Is he a creep? Is he just weirdly attracted to her and doesn't know how to like express himself? There's a long chunk of the movie where it's just these two characters getting to know each other. And to me, it struck me as totally believable. And I wanted to ask you, Shane, because one of the things that blows my mind is you got hooked to the love story in Halloween ends, which I thought was... One of the movies he's wearing, uh, Shane is wearing, this is going to be audio only, but he's wearing a Halloween. Not only is he wearing a Halloween ends shirt, it's like one of these niche shirts. It's the the straw man thing that kind of comes up in the movie for five seconds. But I want to ask you, like, how did you feel about the love story that was burgeoning in the beginning of Barbarian?
2: It wasn't long enough for me to grab onto it. Oh, really?
1: But Halloween yeah. ends oh, when they just fall in love because one
2: guy's got a paper cut. You were like, oh, "That's yeah, what I everybody says," but it's love at first sight, and I believe in love at first sight. And then they talk for a freaking long time before they ever even have
0: sex in that movie. So oh god, dude, we're not talking about that movie.
1: And there's a motorcycle. It has a motorcycle.
0: Motorcycle. Is... See, I thought. I'm um, see. I feel just <laughs> the obvious that I thought barbarians. There's like a love story building. Right. It felt it to me yeah, completely way. real. It could be like. Yeah. I know, it is, it is. It just either.
2: like I would have had more. I guess I would have had more um, compassion if it lasted a little longer. Maybe. And,
0: and that's where I, I watch it thinking. again. I want to watch it again, though. And that's where I keep thinking it's psycho because you are sort of just getting yeah. something and then it pulls yeah. it out then and then like, it starts the movie like starts again. Yeah.
1: And I thought just like sticking on that first part where these two characters meet, I just love there's all these nice little touches in the script. Like when he offers to pour a glass of wine, but make sure it's in front of her so she can yeah. see that he's not trying to like drug her or anything like that. It's like charming, and he's sort of a gentleman, but it's also really creepy. Well, yeah, and it's, it it's funny. It's funny in a way that it nails that modern society's expectation yeah. that you can't really you can't trust anybody in twenty twenty two. I thought there's funnier, little. It's
0: funnier that he's you know what after what happens. You know what I mean? Like because it is. It's well whole- the, the whole thing
1: it, it, the whole first part of this movie is is incredibly compelling barbarian because the viewer right we know something's up with this house you know something bad is going to happen but you don't know whether keith what? is involved yeah is he luring her in is he does he not know it's there you didn't know what was going to turn into the texas chainsaw massacre where he takes her downstairs to meet leatherface well, and I, I go ahead
2: I thought that up until the point when they had that jazz connection. And then I was like, okay, this is gonna be a weird movie because now I, I think he's a legitimately nice dude and she just happens to like the same stuff and they're really connecting. And I was like, where the heck is this gonna go now around that point? I thought like,
1: the thing is, I, I love the fact that Bill Skarsgård and I guess maybe the filmmakers too, They seem to realize just how creepy that dude is naturally. I mean, I guess he's a really good looking guy. He's got that boyish look, but he's got those creepy, those dead creepy eyes, which is, I guess, why he made a, a great Pennywise. But he's like perfectly cast in this movie. And that whole chunk to me works because when we finally see what the threat is, and I hate to say this because it's a complete cliche, but the filmmakers had me hooked i wanted to hang with these characters for the same reasons that shane just pointed out i was interested in to see what the hell would happen to them and i wanted to watch to see where this movie would take them then we get a shocking scene right spoiler alert you know something happens we meet the the threat and then we're taken out of that story and we're this is a like kind of the tarantino thing from death proof i th- Death Proof, I thought, we're transported across the country to Los Angeles, where we meet AJ, who is the stereotypical Hollywood douchebag,
2: right? Well, you know what? That's funny. I would like to just bring this up if you guys already thought about this. But have you noticed the new trend and some popular new horror films to have the main character be a total horrible human being? They did it with like dash cam. They did it with uh, Death Stream. And then they did it with this Justin Long character. But at the same time, I was maybe it's a really horrible male thing in me. I was on his side for a lot of the film. Well, no, I mean, I was like, I don't think maybe he's not a bad guy. Maybe he's not such a bad guy. That's why there's perfect little things. That he says, like when he's going down the stairs, I think he says something like "I will fuck you" or something like that. Wow, this isn't like, going on the valley he's indie accused, now. All right. He's an accused rapist, you know. So I was like, these are these little things that I was like, this guy might be an asshole. And my favorite part is when he answers the phone and he's just like, "What up?" <laughs> like I was like, that's so real. To as far as like me and my friends. Speak like that it might not be correct, but I was like, I'm kind of relating to this guy. But at the same time, I think they're using this to show that he's a horrible human being. <laughs> it,
1: I I thought like the whole I thought Justin Long is the linchpin of this movie. To me, he steals the movie, yeah. and he that actor is what makes the entire thing work. Because yeah, I say he's the stereotypical Hollywood douchebag, and that's probably how it's written. But it's Justin Long. Like you yeah. can't hate the guy. Yeah, you know, and it's it's just brilliant. Uh, uh, casting against type and uh in 1987 you know this would have been that that part would have been played by like james spader or (laughs) or that dude you love from cobra kai it would have been somebody (laughs) with blonde hair and a strong jawline and you know stereotypical hollywood douchebags and actually i did pull one little minute clip here that i hope we don't get a copyright strike on and also an ad might play but this is the director talking and justin long talking about casting justin long in a part that doesn't seem like justin long should play it
2: yo what's up hi aj For a- Can you guys hear that aj yeah yeah, yeah. j justin was an interesting choice
0: aj's a man of uh well he's a uh he's a man of many tastes and he's complicated i'm a persistent dude right i'm like eye of the tiger yeah (laughs) this is only about a minute yeah i'm an owner i'm here to pick a set of keys when i first was thinking about who to cast
2: for that part i was thinking like some hunk who's like biceps, jawbone, and like a slick haircut. And then I thought, like, that's a little too on the nose, you know. Justin has this incredibly appealing, likable, disarming charm, not threatening. So nice. And I've never seen Justin be truly despicable in a movie before, and he does it
0: really well in this. In the beginning, she was like, no, whatever. But like, she came around, and that's it. That that's what happens. Straight up. There's a self-consciousness to the way a guy like that behaves, they're performing, whether it's charming, tough. And sometimes those guys will have these real moments where their whole character changes. Hello?
1: All right, so I don't wanna to play too much because I almost feel like they're gonna give away a, a spoiler. Um, but I just thought, I thought, again, like Shane said, I was, yeah, you you feel like, you feel guilty for liking him. And then you're like, wait, is he a rapist? I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he'll have a, a moment of redemption. You know, you, you keep on, he makes you, you hang with him the whole time. And I think it's because of the brilliant casting, a good script and, and just a great, a great actor. That's one thing I, I was like, oh my God, Justin long is a great actor. Like, I, I just, I've never really thought that before. Although I guess we were probably, uh, some of the few people on the planet earth that liked
0: Tusk, right? We kind of liked yeah. it. Oh, hell yeah. Also Zac Efron was the first choice to play the Justin Long part. Which would, that I like Zac Efron. But but that would have been too on the mo- That's it. what I'm saying like just mm-hmm. He would have ruined it. He's You'd too good that. looking. Justin, right. Justin he's Justin, had all
1: kind of uh you see like his. Uh, there's a whole video about his like his reconstructive
0: job. surgery. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty interesting. But the uh Justin Long's like Bruce Campbell to me. Like yeah, he's just he the everyman. He kind of fits. He could be goofy, he could be a little scary, he could be a little serious. I thought like again like he did, he stole the whole, this whole movie. I uh, and, and I like worked. you said, Sh- Shane, I I just didn't. I figured now that I'll, you admitted to it, I was like, oh, this guy didn't do it at all. Like,
2: oh, come <laughs> on, man. like, like
0: he's you think he's guy. gonna yeah, it's gonna
1: be redemption. Totally. And even when like the evidence is is showing otherwise, like ah, oh, come on, come on, no, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, a, come you're...
2: on, yeah. But those
1: and little
0: see, hints. But see, I wouldn't have liked hints. it. I would have just thought Zach, er- like a Zach Efron type, guilty. would have been guilty the whole time. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. right.
1: for him to die. Where Justin Long, yeah. you're like, oh, he's going to come to his senses. He's, he's going like, to have no, his heroic moment. The, like, I like that, that they, you know, you think he's going to have this redemption arc you think he's gonna be like, have a moment of greatness where he's forced to be a hero, or they'll do something like the way The Walking Dead eventually made Norman Reedus and Michael Rooker into heroes, even though they started out as completely despicable characters. Like they, you know, it's it's, it's always black and white in these movies. Yeah. And, and Justin Long's character, I think based partly on the fact that it's Justin Long cast in this role, it's very gray. Uh, and the, And saying he stole this movie, that's saying a lot because it's Georgina Campbell. I don't know what oh, else yeah, she's done.
0: She's never. I, I looked her up. What has she done? Like, but lots, this I, is amazing. Lots of shows. Yeah. Like Black Mirror. And I never watched that. So I've it was a lot uh, saw
1: one.
2: You got to watch Black Mirror. It's amazing.
1: I, I think she's the best final girl. If we use that genre phrasing, right? Are we still allowed to do that? That we've had in years. She's smart, incredibly brave, right. goes back, puts herself in danger. She's Sigourney Weaver yeah. level uh, badass in this. And we're basically watching the, the movie and everything we're experiencing or she's experiencing.
0: That's the audience, right? That's what we're, we're pretending we are. We're in her shoes. And that's the thing. We've referenced a bunch of other movies like this movie definitely isn't original. And it does follow like certain tropes, but yeah. it just it has respect for them. And it's just, like it just it just feels fresh it's just for whatever reason. Written. It's just better written. I think it maybe it's, it's because not the writer, off the audience,
1: the writer director has those roots in like sketch comedy. It's just and there's like horrible things happen, but it's it's kind of darkly funny. It's not like Jim Carrey in your face yeah. funny, but there's definitely humor all throughout this movie, particularly at the end when they're on that water tower, and Justin Long's <laughs> character has this chance maybe at redemption and what he chooses to do. <laughs> I've heard some people not like the ending. For me, this is one of the the best endings I've seen of any movie. That's where uh, it went. Years. Looney
2: Tunes for me. I liked it. I was fine with it. But I was like, okay, this has yeah, gone I, totally off the rails. I, See, thought,
1: I thought to that, me
2: it made sense.
1: I mean, there but, is like, I mean, in terms of like negatives of this movie, like I can think of two right off the bat. It's like number one, why would you still? continue that descent into that basement curl like why would you keep going (laughs) but that's such a small thing and the second was you know the actual threat i mean it's pretty looney tunes that the actual threat spoiler alert is a troll who is the product of like generational rape and incest Incest, who who apparently has a never-ending supply of breast milk and who wants to raise adults as her baby
0: that's Yeah, I thought it was a little far-fetchy when it's the only house that's, you know... Well, yeah, the whole (laughs) whole urban urban
1: nightmare thing is a little...
0: (laughs) It was literally, like, white picket fence all around this house, and every house is destroyed, and there's a homeless man living in the woods. The homeless man...
1: But at least who knows who knows the people have disappeared, which is kind of it's kind of ripped from the headlines because we've had I mean, Dahmer just came out. We know a lot of the inner city police departments would turn a blind eye or just not work as hard if like prostitutes disappeared, especially in bad neighborhoods. So I guess it's it's sort of torn I know, but from it's those headlines. homeless
0: guy. Like it was even it's that was a you that, that, right. that, And you know what's going to happen to that guy? It was just so <laughs> like it does everything. It hits every... The way he
1: died, I I did not expect. You know he's going to die, but the way he died was...
0: Like, I just thought that was... quite humorous. uh, That was quite humorous, but, you know, I don't know how effective... I mean, I I understand why it was there, but...
1: Yeah, that was kind of weird now that I think about it. The other thing I'll just throw out there real fast, that you guys are artists, right? Shane is an artist. I didn't really properly introduce him because I was stumbling through my words. But Brian is an artist, and I'm not. But I did notice like the colors in this movie, when they go to the flashbacks and we're in the suburbs, they have this like Tim Burton feel without being too obtrusive. It's odd in an endearing way. And in these flashbacks, we meet the great character actor, Richard Brake, who's really been exposed to the masses by Rob Zombie, but in my opinion, has yet to have that leading role or even a movie that just Puts him over the top and makes him a household name, but I really think he's one of our one of our great character actors. What did you guys think with uh, Richard Brake' appearance in this?
2: Yeah, I love him.
0: Yeah, he's I mean,
2: naturally I, creepy.
0: Yeah, it was just definitely creepy. Like, I also I had to look it up because, uh, it, I guess it was filmed in Bulgaria. Huh.
2: So the like, whole the movie settings,
0: like the <laughs> settings, the way it is. So I was like, oh, all right, like because even sh- the town oh. looked weird. Because there was something weird about this whole Detroit that was freaking me out. like, And it was almost felt claustrophobic. Because it's
1: Bulgaria.
0: Yeah. So now it's probably because they built everything. So that little oh, track wild. of houses, you know, <laughs> it, it looked very Burton-esque, like you said.
1: Right, those flashbacks were weird, but I just yeah. like thought, it, okay, we were, we're intro- I just didn't expect that from that, this movie, like just- and it felt like we're, we're being introduced to a new talent. Whoever the film, the filmmaker, the, the the cinematographer, it just really seemed like it was way above its budget uh, to to present a movie. Like, yeah, I know we, yeah. we see so many movies, yeah. and even and I know Shane, you're a fan, but like. I go back to all those, uh, the Friday the 13th remake, and what was it? Whatever studio threw all those. It was the Legendary that produced platinum all those? Dunes. Platinum Dunes.
0: Platinum. They stuck. How I they all platinum platinum look the douches.
1: same. i sorry, what'd you say? Shame. Platinum
2: douches. That's what I call them. <laughs>
1: You know how those movies had the same look? And even James Wan movies, they all have the same look. They yeah. all have that blue lighting. And and this was just weirdly in those flashbacks. And when we introduced when we're to AJ, there's a vibrancy uh, that just jumps off the screen, which I just was like, I was just surprised by it. Uh, also, there's some scenes there. Richard Brake, he's uh, stalking prey. Yeah, but it shows awesome. no violence. Like This no, movie, no. at the end of the day, is fairly bloodless. Would yeah. you agree? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's see, grosser. See- it's
0: grosser than it is bloody. Yeah,
1: and and what's and a lot genius- of it's done in the shadows. A lot of it, there's a lot of shadows and sound.
0: It's, and also, a lot of it is done practically. I did read somewhere that the director said that if if John Carpenter couldn't shoot it in the eighties, like he was got had to shoot it the way John Carpenter was going to shoot it in the eighties.
1: Oh, this director's the man. Uh, so He's also that-
0: married to. Uh, Sarah Paxson, who was in the Innkeepers movie.
1: I was going right? to, you know, I saw her name in the credits. She He's has the apparently
0: narrator, like of the, the videos that are playing, which and that's the, innkeepers- the other thing about the Richard break that whole story. While it's very short and quick, that's another one where it just rolls along. It gets weirder and weirder. Like, you, all right, you see that guy, you know, something's going to be weird. <laughs> but by the time he comes back home after stalking a woman, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> And that's why i liked it
1: yeah and it's also it kind of quickly goes through the backstory. i feel like a lot of movies lately halloween ends for instance they go yeah it just takes for you're like yeah, all right come on we get it we get it we get it that's the creep you see the guy's like oh there's the creep oh okay i didn't realize we were in a flashback i was a little confused by what timeline we were on when that was happening and i was a little confused by even at the end i had to go look it up i'm like wait what did this guy do how did this troll end up there i was but it still it was a good time because
2: it was the house all shitty i thought and then it was the house but like all brand new and the lawn was green and it was like they were dressed in the yeah. 50s so it seemed pretty obvious to me
1: oh so i, I guess i just yeah, i'm just dumb i guess i yeah. didn't get it <laughs> and also in like uh i guess this is like kind of the last thing that i'll say i just love the fact that i mean i watched this in the morning and then later that night I watched Terrifier 2 and it makes me happy that Barbarian is existing at the same time in our history with a movie like Terrifier 2 which I also enjoyed. I don't think Brian has watched it. I don't think Shane is a fan and maybe we'll talk about that for a second. But. They always say the last couple of years, oh, and I'm not a huge horror fan. These guys know a lot more, especially Shane, about the genre than I do. But you always read, oh, horror strong, horror strong. But then they're always talking about like an A24 movie, and those movies are a little too fancy for me. I'm, I'm dumb, white, dumb white trash. But this one, like these two movies definitely speak to me and definitely make me think like, yeah, damn, horror is really back in a big way. Not only is it back, it's, it's almost dominant at this point. You can, you know, it's all we're reading about is the box office success of these two movies so I guess if I if I will if we could end with how many stars we would give it out of four I'll just say I'll give it a heavy three out of four stars Brian
0: Man, I would have said three as well Brian yeah, I'll say three
1: we're all in agreement on barbarian people should check it out if they have not already it's nice to uh say nice things about a new horror movie. It seems like
2: that's kind of rare. And one thing I would just like to add. Yeah, add, yeah whatever you guys, yeah. At the, at the very, very beginning, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when I saw the trailer for Barbarian, because uh, my film club friend out here loves the guy, whoever he is, who's the director, because he did The White Kids in the Hall. Yeah. So yeah. Whitest, <laughs> yeah, whitest Kids You Know or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: right. never watched it either. It must be a generational it, thing. It was I'm I'm the I'm in the,
2: yeah, I'm kids in the hall, and he's like The whitest Kids You Know or whatever. Yeah. He's, cause he's 23 but he like loves this guy. So I was like, okay, I'll watch this trailer. And when I watched the trailer for the first time, I was like, this is the third, the fourth freaking movie trailer. I've seen this month when I watched it, that had the plot of a girl going to a fucking BNB and a boy being there, but they're usually like rom-coms or something, which this kind is making fun of. And I right. was like, this is going to suck. I was like, I've seen this trailer for like three other movies this month. And I don't know what those other movies were, but that also helped me, I guess, like it. Cause I went into it pretty skeptical. Just like, what's the big deal about this? And then I was probably like, I'm not very impressed with this horror stuff. Cause I've seen this in the Hills have eyes reboot and a lot of all the other movies I've ever seen, but the way it unfolds, I was like, just shut up, sit back and enjoy it. And as far as for now, it's like, yeah, more original, even though it's pulling from stuff than a lot of horror movies. are. That's fun. You're you care. Like you actually care about all three of those people. I didn't want to see get hurt.
0: Yeah.
1: I agree a hundred percent with everything you just said.
0: I think it's, I think uh, I haven't seen terrifier, so I can't put that up there, but I think it's a lot like X, X in this movie are big for me. Um, just because you like of, X, I liked X a lot. So but many
2: think, people don't like X.
1: I wasn't a big fan of it. I, I, I hate to say it. that, but I wasn't a big fan. I, I was yeah. bored.
2: And, I need uh, to watch it again. But I was and afraid.
0: I just what I mean is that like we've seen it before. They're paying reverence to what we've yeah, seen before. Totally. Rather than just, you know, remaking it.
2: Yeah. Which I, I would rather. I would rather this than I don't want to see remakes.
1: Or a million sequels. Now, all right, so I, I read I, I read your text last week. We reviewed Terrifier 2, the Gore Porn Extravaganza, Mr. Shane T. French. And uh, you didn't like Terrifier 2. And I thought I was fully expecting you to love Terrifier 2.
2: No. I watched Terrifier 1 and I don't remember anything except for the girl getting cut from her vagina to her head, which was one of the greatest things I've seen in the past 20 years. Makes me want to watch it again. But I remember being like, just like Terrifier 2, it's the walk. It's like fucking Lord of the Rings to get to the next fucking kill scene, which is the only thing these movies are about. It's just the special effects. And I got to sit there in the fucking theater. I'm like, give me a fast forward button or just get rid of the book. Like, it's not, it's so unworthy. It is so unworthy of the money it's making right now, but thank God it is, because it's so fucking ridiculous that it is, that it's just a thumbs up for any kind of horror movie, like the fart monster or whatever they're gonna do next. But like, it's good that it's making money because it's horror and it's like special effects and they're not fucking CGI, that's great. I love that part of Terrifier. But the story, like, OK, take that money and pay a screenwriter for the love of God. Make me watch something that I want to watch again and again and again, or at least watch once and enjoy. But I've never sat in a Terrifier film and thought, I am enjoying myself so much. I am not. It is torture. And then you see the gore. And then you're I'm kind of offended by some of it, strangely to say that. But, yeah
1: that's what i didn't get your i was like shane's offended what about did you like human centipede all those are you fans loved, of those are, i yeah, love I those too so I, to me it reminded me of those
2: but i enjoy the story of that little fat guy in part two like <laughs> stepping on heads in them there's characters that in the guy in the part three and the weird guy in part one, like there's characters I think are interesting. Although that's the thing. Art the clown is as charismatic to me as Freddy Krueger is. I'm like, oh, I fucking yeah. love Art the clown. He's hilarious. The scene you showed last week or whatever in your, your thing on it when he's like with the horn, it was great. Like, Please go. It's so funny. That's good. But the rest of the movie is just so awful. Like, Art the Clown is really good. And he deserves, I think he deserves, if he's going to be forcibly created into this new Jason Freddy Krueger type fandom, he needs something to back it up. And he's got nothing to back it up except for the awesome special effects of the kill scenes. Why like do he you think story. this... He needs actors that, like...
1: We Wait, why do you about? think Terrifier 2 is hit a nerve, though? What is it? Because, like I said last week, because it's people, the talk of my gotta kids' gotta middle school. It.
2: they got to see it for themselves. That's the way horror fans are. It's like, you guys could tell me, oh, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't like this, and I like this. But this, this.
1: Has, this has transcended into the mainstream. I know. Yeah, it doesn't not, make sense,
2: because the mainstream thinks. I wish there was a way. They need a new rating system that's better than Rotten Tomatoes. There should be something at the fucking movie theater that you can use on your phone and you type in your ticket number and you can be like thumbs up or thumbs down and get a real fucking mm. through scoring from the people leaving terrifier too, because I cannot imagine that even 90% of the people seeing that movie are liking it. Like, it's like it's, a Rocky really horror,
0: it's, it's like huh? a Rocky horror thing where you have to go and be celebrated. It's
2: maybe. And I like, I can't even watch that Garbage. Well
0: like, I garbage agree garbage with you but shit. I'm just saying I I've never been one to go to but I, I understand it's a bigger theater and again I don't remember anything about the first one but I remember liking that it was somebody that like so many people try to rip off that grindhouse or that sleazy movie thing and he made his own yeah and and it's like he's doing it correctly I just don't like the movies that he's ripping off and I do think clowns are so popular now I hate the you know <laughs> clowns are huge and it's a good iconic image. That art is such a it's such well a, done. It's yes. it's, yeah, it's like working. perfect, yeah, perfect marketing, especially in this decades that we're in. And uh I think that's how it hit the pulse. And I do think like it's built like a hype from it. You know, I, I mean, I don't think people are passing out from this movie. I think half that. Oh stuff yeah. I don't saying- think,
1: I think that's, comp- none of that's been confirmed. It's just from social yeah, media. I would
2: Almost disagree with you guys on that. Well, because I was the- sitting there and I was like, if I had a sick stomach today, I could see vomiting at some of this crap that I'm staring at. Or well, you go into terrifier too. Aren't you expecting that though? Like who are these people that are walking yeah, in? Yeah, Well, that's what I mean. Being- that's the weird thing. That's why I don't understand why it made this much money, but.
1: Well, I guess, you know what it, it had to be. That it was so. The first one was so heavily promoted by Netflix. Whenever you signed in, it was there yeah. was art. That's how I got introduced to Arthur Clown. I had never heard of all All Hallows Eve, but when it came out on Netflix, it was constantly. And I don't. I don't watch a lot of horror movies, so what, it's not like I watch a million movies and like recommended it. Huh. I'd sign in, and there it was, and that's how I was exposed to Arthur Clown. And I swear to God, yeah, it has Arthur to Clown be, was in a million memes. Yeah, he just became became a thing. But I enjoyed the movie. Like, of course, like I, I when I I think back. The mother is really annoying, and they like they tried to make her like a real type mom, and yeah. like the the actress and the script, it's very wooden. I think Terrifier has, you know, we see these end these franchises go on forever, like Halloween ends when they should have been done like twenty <laughs> years ago, right? All the Friday Thirteens they could have stopped, and like our Halloween could have ended at Halloween Two. I would have been done with it, or fine with it. Terrifier Two is the one movie where I'm like, oh man, I you know what? Terrifier Three, if Like Shane said, if they get a a better, it has the potential to get better and better.
2: It had so many things in it that I was like, is the dad Art the Clown? Like there was like so much. That was confusing. Yeah. Yeah. There was so much stuff in there. And then even is it it aliens? I don't fucking know. But like, I was like, if they're going to do a three, do that stuff, make it interesting on the outside of all the killing. So that like I can sit there and like I just want a good story. But wait, when you
1: were fifteen, all right, I'm gonna still argue about terrifier 2.
2: I'd probably be even more disgusted by
1: it. Really? I thought like if I was fifteen, this would have been I would this would have been my favorite movie. I would have been running to Fangoria to buy the t-shirts before the I, internet.
2: I was I I I was always interested in horror my entire life, but it was always not allowed. It had to be snuck. So it's like by the time I was a teenager, I still my mom wouldn't let me see rated R movies. I, <laughs> I had to go to my dad's on the weekends, and so like when I did see horror movies, if they were disgusting, they really fucked me up. I was afraid of the dark.
1: <laughs> but wouldn't this? But of one you, I, to me, I just think like *Terrifier* 2 and this is one of the reasons I like it. You know, if, I feel like there's been like 19 generations where they're their generations horror movie was like, I Know What You Did Last Summer and Final Destination. Those are awful movies. Those are like great fact, movies. I like the, no, they're not. I like the fact that Final there's a movie that- great. It, it pushes the envelope and it's an old school gore thing. And like a 13, 14, 15 year old boy can take this movie and be like, this is mine. This is my dare to watch. This is I'll get in trouble if I watch this movie.
2: I just feel bad for those kids. Yeah, but I don't think no, it, what you watch like street
1: trash and faces of death when I was a kid. Like,
2: I don't yeah, know. Those I, didn't were, want, I didn't do all Faces all of right, death. right. But that was
0: too right, much. I did intense. I did. And I think kids watch. I uh I do think those movies were rites of passages when we were younger, but I think there's a generation that like there's they've seen Art the Clown already. You know what I mean? They've seen the image of him already. Like we discovered more movies and it was more shocking to us, and we had to see it more. Yeah. Like it was it, it was a, a dare to watch. Thing. It, I mean,
1: I can tell you in, in my kids' middle school, this is the dare to watch film. Well, like, I mean, wh- I
0: went.
2: Only because I didn't go because I was like, I need to freaking see Terrifier 2. I was like, I saw part one, I was like, that kill scene was one of the best kill scenes I've seen in 20 years. I guess I could go, I can't believe Terrifier Two is in the movie theater. Yeah. I can pay 10 bucks and see Terrifier 2 in the movie theater. That's insane to mm-hmm. me at this time. And you guys are always bitching about Marvel movies taking up all the in the movie theater. <laughs> well, now you got Terrifier Two there. You guys should be paying to go see it. I did. I I,
1: I paid I paid for, dude I take up two seats I paid five bucks to go see it I'm in my living
0: room. <laughs> I'll will see it when you know when I. When I, I, I went do. for
2: spectacle like I would and that's all it is. But it'd be cool if it was more than spectacle. These but I was like I can't superhero movies. How many it? fucking more can they do? The that was it, Bill Burr. As many as many as they can. I hope. well for did
1: forever. you see?
2: I mean, hey, well, we're not talking about Wakanda forever. Oh, did, yeah. did you see it yet? I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna skip it, guys. I think I'm waiting for a video. I don't give a shit about Wakanda. I liked the Black Panther, but I thought the Black Panther movie sucked. Yeah. I like the Black Panther when he's fighting crime in New York City. The that comic would be book. Cooler. Yeah.
1: I don't even. I don't know what any of that means. I'll skip um, them all. That's how I f- I, just, I didn't even yeah. watch Andor I, I like yet. Namor. I didn't even see the Star Wars it's, stuff yet.
2: Oh boy, it's so good. And yeah. I do, I oh do god. want to I see saw it. All
0: my nerd friends were commenting on. There's a, like, the, oh, this is the greatest acting I've ever seen on TV. I'm like, those idiots have never seen The Wire, but like, watch, watch Serpico. It's like, ah. Oh. But they were like, oh my god, whatever that selling guy. I guess was. Oh, they have such an emotional scene. I was like, oh, holy shit, yeah. I'm
2: I shit you, negatory man. His monologue. I was like, all right, like I get her? it. Like, you know, my I do want, life. <laughs> I do got to see it,
0: but. It's
2: amazing. Know. If you're into Star Wars, it's amazing. I
0: mean, I'll watch that. That one intrigued me, but I have not went back. I just got too busy. And it's then I have just, too many things that I want to watch. And that's like something that I'll just be like, oh, I, I do. Be, I do I'll want to commit all day to Thanksgiving. It. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I'll like, yeah. sit down all day. I, and think I definitely day. want to see it.
2: I think it's more down your guys' alley as it is mine, because it's like, yeah, we were like four or whatever when the first one came out. It becomes your life. But then you, I think it's OK to grow older. And for them, to, there should be a fucking horror movie, Star Wars. There should be a rated R Star Wars. And this is as close as they get to a rated R Star Wars. First episode, you'll see.
0: Yeah, but you know, the first episode's with,
2: awesome. I did. did see, yeah, I, did, I watched the yeah. first
1: two. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's not like black and white. And it's that gray area that you're like, you yeah. never saw the rebellion in. They're always, they're just the good guys. Yes. Luke kills how many millions of people when he blows up the Death Star? We never really think about that. But like this movie makes you think about stuff like that, the show, and it's interesting. It's cool. I gotta
1: check it out. Hey, I I gave She-Hulk a, a somewhat of a chance because I I mean, I like, who doesn't like The Incredible Hulk? But I don't know what that, that show was. was but I guess we're about seven weeks behind with that. So I won't yeah, highlight awful. my irrelevancy. Uh, any any more than i should but all right that's it all right, all right. i'm carlos danger for the purpose of this broadcast that's brian spears that's shane french shane shane thank you for coming on man yeah, thanks you for great. inviting me well you're welcome anytime i know you work all the time but you're like we we need a third strong opinionated voice here so you're welcome to come on I want to add one
2: thing about the girl from Barbarian. If you guys like her, she's in another movie that just came out streaming called All My Friends Hate Me. It's kind of billed as a horror movie. It is a little freaky, but it's not really a horror movie, but it's just paranoia movie.
1: I got to check that that out. We should do, I was thinking because we're, we're all friends on Facebook and Shane does these middle, middle of the night, quick, quick, like three hundred word reviews on whatever he just watched. We should do an episode where it's just like Shane's picks, where Shane goes through or Shane's list, where he just goes through and talks about what he's seen lately. Because you do watch a lot of movies.
2: I and try to keep up to date.
1: You're uh, you're a good writer and uh, you're a good critic too. So I enjoy reading those. Even though you are, you might. Be Even though we bash. don't
2: agree on anything. No, no. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's what I <laughs> love that... about you. Yes, we have completely opposite tastes, but I'm like, oh, okay. That's, a, that, that's Yeah, but I'll respect like, that. like like you back it up.
0: You back it up. Like you know what I mean. You don't. You know, I have right. dorkier friends that are that, that you know they're whinier about their reviews. They get all. They, well, I went to you. film
2: school, so yeah. I can say that I have that to back myself up.
1: <laughs> all right, you bastards! I'm going to stop recording now.
2: All yeah.
0: right. Later. Later.